Welcome to the Planet Mikey podcast. Episode 98. Powered by Resonate, the greatest dispensary in Massachusetts. Located in beautiful Worcester at 1191 Milbury Street. For all your cannabis needs, purest CBD, the finest products from a company that cares about you, go to iResonate.com. Resonate, the official medical and recreational dispensary of the Planet Mikey podcast. Okay, here we go. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. Kicking it back, sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and laughs. Go. Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. That's such a coincidence. I was at 1191 Milbury Street in Worcester today. I was right there. I right on the on location. The Resonate Dispensary. Wow. Yeah. What was it like? It's nice. Describe your experience, Mike. I had a tremendous experience. You know what? I'll tell you about that in a few moments. We don't want to disavow the knowledge of all of our other fabulous sponsors we've had over the year. That's true. Years. You know, we're going on two years here, you know, know, this podcast. This is episode 98. It is, 98, which is like just a couple away from episode one buck. Unbelievable. We've had... uh, Dr. Robert Leonard and Dr. Matthew Lepresti, Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, is a sponsor. I talked to Jeff Rogers the other day. Yeah, he's he's still the, one of the greatest guys ever, and they're they're doing they're doing hair transplant surgery. They're doing stuff, but it's at a slower pace. Everything slowed down because of the COVID thing. Oh you know, man, maybe, I'm just super safe. But I want to give them a shout out because they my hair. Look at my hair, still there, still growing after 12 years, Hold on, 14 he- years of. As Look you said it. earlier, you're going to give Dr. Leonard a plug. A plug, <laughs> but, which is kind of a turnabout. Uh, tremendous people down there, and I just, I'm just always so, still so happy to have a head of hair like this. You know, I, I didn't deserve to have one after the, all the balding I was doing. Fabulous head. Thank you very much. And it's my own hair, naturally growing. We also want to thank my grandma's coffee cake, who every time we have a guest in studio or on the phone, we send them a cake. Yep. Like, VB's kids love the blueberry My Grandma's Coffee Cake. Go to MyGrandma.com or go to, uh, take call the phone number, order one. They're awesome. They're the, are, are the most awesome cakes, coffee cakes, in the history of the world. And no one's ever disputed that. I've said it a lot of times. No one's ever called me and said, that's not true. It is true. How about that? 1-800-8-GRANDMA. <laughs> they, they, they picked that number back when they were doing cannibalism. <laughs> Eight grandma. Oh, yeah. You see how... You know, I don't like my uncle. Eh, we'll just eat the vegetables. Back in the old days. Ben, why are you nodding your head? You're not agreeing with anything I'm saying. Look at him. Look at him. I know. Look at him. He's Sorry, a... I was stuck. I You're... couldn't get out of it. He's in a stupor. <laughs> <laughs> a super duper stupor for Ben Kitchen. You're stupid. Who's right over there. Bill Smith, yep. the Smitty Man. Thanks. Now, I told you, my phone, when I put your number to my phone, yep. I put in Bill Smith, Smitty Man. Because we used to call you Smitty at W-E-E-I. That's at, correct. At Intercom. A lot of people call you Smitty. Yeah. So I put it in the phone as Bill Smith, Smitty Man, thinking I might, what if there's another Bill Smith on my phone? There might be. It's a big family. And I, so now when I say, Siri, call Bill Smith, and it, it says, calling Bill Smith Smittyman. <laughs> no, Smittyman. Smittyman, like, like, like you're the uh, I didn't know you were the, Jewish. Sho- the chauffeur. Oh, yeah. Smitterman. Siri and I are close. Smitterman, take me to 7 Gracie Square, Smitterman. So here we are, the three of us, and with all kinds of things. By the way, does anybody out there or or in this room uh, think that the Patriots kind of suck right now? 
I think a lot of people out there and a lot of people in this room <laughs> think they kind of suck. Yeah, they right kind of do. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I feel bad for Bill Belichick because it's not his fault. What do you think it is? Well, you lose the greatest quarterback in the history of the game. And sudden change at that position, which is, as we all know, the most important position on a football field, yeah. quarterback. It's the field general. It's all. It's everything. And he's gone. And that's like, ah, oh, that's like a swift kick in the nuts for the organization. Mm. But then you add to that the fact that the year before you'd lost Gronkowski. Then you take the irony of them playing together for Tampa Bay. You say, ouch, ow. Yeah, yeah. And then you lose your best defensive player. Uh, who's the guy? What's his name? Uh, Hightower. Hightower. You have injuries. Some James White loses his parents in a. I mean, tragedy after tragedy. The COVID thing, and I got to tell you this: Cam Newton is not close to Tom Brady. Does he have physical skills? Yeah. Does he have a great body? Sure. Has he been around the NFL for a while? Absolutely. Who in the NFL is as smart as Tom Brady as a quarterback? Name name one guy. See that. I, I'm going to push back on something. I do think it is part. It, you're saying it's not Belichick's fault at all. I think it, he has a part of blame here How because so? he hasn't put around put great talent around the wide receiver in the last couple of uh, around the quarterback in the last couple of years. You look at what you got. You got Edelman hanging on. He's not the same guy he was before. Right. You've got Nikhil Harry, who's really not that good, and they missed on a lot of wide receivers that they could have taken. You didn't solve the tight end position even though you knew it was kind of coming to a head with Rob, and he kind of screwed you at that time. So, so I as a forgive, GM. I forgive last year yeah. on the, the tight end position last year. Okay, I get it. But this year and the wide receivers, just not good enough. And he didn't do So Belichick, the GM, is hurting Belichick, the coach. Oh. Possibly. Possibly true. And, and that might have to do with longstanding policy and think, kind of corners they backed themselves into a long time ago. Yeah. Like the Brady departure thing. You can understand if somebody wanted to change their scene after 20 years at the same place. I understand that. You know, that's that's not the problem. The problem is you can't just say, okay, we're going to lose maybe the, the best tight end in football and the best quarterback yeah. in, in a couple of years and still be the same as we were before. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is I got a, I had a tweet I uh, when I was watching the game Sunday and, they, and Cam Newton was f- making bad throws and uh, turning over the ball and – not moving the team down the field. It was just so like, I don't know. They only had three points at the half. It was like gross. I'm thinking to myself, well, he's either really still sick or he just doesn't know what he's doing, uh, you know, because they couldn't even get the running game going, not even a little bit. Mm. I thought to myself, so I, I put up on a Twitter, on Twitter I put, Tom Brady's not walking through that door. <laughs> then I wrote, Drew Bledsoe's not walking through that door. Doug Flutie's not walking through that door. Steve Grogan, okay, you get it, you know. Yeah. And I got this tweet back this answer saying it had a hashtag racist <laughs> and was saying that because I was saying that no and then in quotes I want a white quarterback well, I never said that I want a winning quarterback no, you were and just don't forget re- you were just referencing quarterbacks they had you have no control exactly. over the color of the skin of the quarterbacks that have played for I the know. New England Patriots uh, it's but just ridiculous. this guy came at me like I was you know uh, being a typical Boston fan and we, I want a white quarterback. that's such shit it's usually the racists that hear racism and everything so I blocked him. Yeah, good. I blocked the guy. You know, I don't want to hear you, that. You don't crap. need that energy Because he was being racist to me. Of course. He was assuming because I'm white that I'm a racist, which is racist. Oops. <laughs> Stop throwing stuff at me. <laughs> Jesus. No, I just, I, it wasn't me that was tweeting at you. <laughs> Did Stop you see it. that God thing damn. pop up in the air? Violent white man. Uh, so anyway, that's another <laughs> patriot. Now, Dodgers, this is t- as we tape this. Yeah. 
And we still use tape, don't we? Yeah, we do. It's not digital. Yeah, no, no, we do it the hard way. Yeah. yeah it's really annoying, Could a you, reel-to-reel machine. Would you rewind that tape? Just I want to hear what I just said. No, I'm just <laughs> so so as, we, as we sit here doing this podcast number 98 on the Planet Mikey podcast, the award-winning yeah. Planet Mikey podcast, the first game of the World Series is about to start. And ah, I, I who gives a shit? No, I know, but... I, <laughs> okay. I, I, the thing is, here's what's, here's what's a killer. The $28 million a year that Tampa Bay spends on their salary, $28 million a year, is less than the $30 million a year the Dodgers give the starting pitcher tonight, Clayton Kershaw. He gets $30 million a year, and the whole Tampa Bay Rays team gets $28. What is that? Tell me that Cinderella story when you, you walked in tonight and you, you said, you know, you, I'm rooting for Tampa Bay. I and, am. And here's why. And tell that story. I, I've never good. rooted for Tampa Bay in my life, but I am now, and here's why. They got this bunch of nobodies. I'm talking from a name, name uh, point of view. Nobody knows any of these players. Ben, can you name five guys on the Rays right now? Five? No. See that? I mean, I can think of three off the top of my head, but now you're starting to make me stretch after that. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a team full of guys, and Kevin Cash is the manager, and a team put together by Chaim Bloom, who's now running the Red Sox. And what a job he did. He got this team together. Kevin Cash is the manager. All crappy former catchers are always the best managers. And such is the case in in, uh, Kevin Cash's case. So they go on their best record in baseball, right? And best record in the American League. They go on, the, they win these series against the Houston Astros, the New York Yankees. Here they are playing the Dodgers for the World Series with that kind of salary structure. The Dodgers pay everybody out the ass. They got Machado. I mean, no, they traded him, didn't they? Uh, they got uh, Mookie Betts. They signed him for how much? Eight billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't even count the, the, the tax. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a beautiful thing for him, though. His, uh, that signing bonus, his home state is Tennessee. No state income tax. Oh, beautiful. Right? Very smart. Good I knew him. there was a reason to move there and become a Vol fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, the Dodgers are so hateable in this situation, although they haven't won in a long time. They haven't won a World Series in many, many years, right? 80, what, what about the Buccaneers? Have they ever won? Ever? Tampa Bay? Yeah. Well, they're the Rays. Yeah. And no. No. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> no, t- he's talking about Tampa Bay with, with Brady. Oh. Oh, right? oh, they don't. Yeah, no, he wasn't. He just got confused no. between the two. The Buccaneers have won a Super Bowl, two thousand two. That's right. They won one with John Gruden, right? Yeah, and that's and that's it for them. So, yeah. But so the I Tampa Bay Rays have never won shit. I mean, they have not. They've been a laughing stock with the worst fan base and the worst you know stadium and all that. But they're just building something out of nothing down there, and I, I'm amazed at it. And I'm pulling for them one hundred ten percent. Damn, don't you like people that use the term one hundred ten percent? So stupid. It is. Wow. Well, it's mostly hockey players. We got to go out there and give 110% every time out there on the ice. Well, then what happens? After four games, you're down 40% because you, you went over you went over your limit? I mean, what? doesn't make sense. It's hey, too bad. They would have won if they gave 105%. Hey, you guys, would you like to have a Snapple? Did you say a Snapple yeah, made from you, the... Can you kill 30 seconds? Made from go the ahead. best stuff on earth? Go ahead. All right. Now uh, that he's not here, let's talk some shit. I know, finally. He's run off to the refrigerator. where there, I don't think there are any in there, by the way. His brute cologne is really overwhelming, don't you think? I thought it was canoe. <laughs> He's got the listen. He may yell. He may yell at us because I don't think there are any. Uh, oh, here he comes. Here he comes. He's back. He's back. He's back. Yeah. So then I said, you know that Mikey's a hell of he a guy. He is the best. Oh, I, we do have some. I know okay. what you assholes are doing. Yeah, see, that was already. Anyway, right. no, that no, that was are, almost a commercial break. Want to hear the sound of Snapple? Go ahead. Okay, I'll do mine. Oh, that was my oh, knuckle. Yeah. Oh. This is great. 
Ah, oh, Snapple. I'm glad I wet my whistle because I, 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 uh, I'm taking ukulele lessons. Yeah. Ukulele. <coughs> we got the news tonight. We got a lot of good stuff. We got a great musical feature at the end of the show. <sighs> Ready? Hold on. <laughs> Look, man, he's got the ukulele. Now, please don't laugh. Okay. Don't laugh at me. I'm trying very hard to become musical and artistic okay. in nature. All right, we'll set you up in the studio. And this is the only song I know so far on my ukulele, but I just started learning it like yesterday morning. <laughs> Did you say artistic in nature? Huh? <laughs> By the way, I'm driving and I heard Mutt say... So he, I heard him say, uh, I don't know if you're going to torture yourself by watching the Dodgers tonight. Watching. Thought, you know, I thought, I thought, what an asshole. Oh. Right, here we go. It's poor. Sorry, you ready? Yeah, sorry, my lord. Ready? Uh, hold on a second. We got to put you in the studio. Okay, go ahead. <clears throat> it's the only song I learned so far. You ready? <clears throat> me, me, me. <clears throat> Here's a little song I wrote. Oops. Oops, shit. Jeez, it was going so well, man. I want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy. Now, later on in the program, we're going to do a tribute, a musical tribute to a guy who's gotten so much attention in the last 24 hours. Really? Jeffrey Tubin. Oh, Jeffrey Tubin. Yes. That's coming up later in the show. So I want everybody to stick around for that. It's called a tease. A tease, yeah. <laughs> All right, then. That's right. It's a tease. Okay, so. Yeah. Wh where were we? Did I mention the sponsors? Yes. Did I mention uh, the unbelievable array of flowered buddhism going on down at the uh, iRes at iResonate.com is the website. Well, Resonate. you said you were there today. I was at Resonate yeah. at 1139. Uh, is it 1139? 1191. Yeah. Millbury Street. <laughs> this is what happened. That's where you were today. 1191 Millbury Street in Worcester. The individual greatest dispensary I've ever visited, and I've visited them all over the world. I've visited them all over the world. They have expert horticulturists. Horticulturalists. What's the word, Ben? <laughs> they have scientists at the Resonate Grow Facility. So their quality of their, of their uh, cannabinoids is substantially better than others. They also, at their dispensary, have both medical and recreational adult-use marijuana sales. Mm. And the people there are as nice as pie. It's a big, beautiful place. It's clean. Do they have those pre-rolls? Yep. Yeah. They got Well, they got everything. They got pre-rolls. They got uh, vape cartridges. They have edibles, gummies. They have tincture. And they have the most beautiful flower with the most substantial menu. A lot of these, these, a lot of these dispensaries only have three, four, five kinds. They got like 25 kinds over there at uh, the Resonate Dispensary. And I love it there. Most importantly, there's a new thing there. They have, I think it's 24.6% THC. Wow. It's called Dream Lotus. Unbelievable hybrid. But my point is this. Go there, make it your dispensary. If you're a medical patient or if you're just a recreational person, it doesn't matter where you're coming from. They're right near Route 20. On the south side, the scenic side of Worcester, <laughs> 1191 Millbury Street, the greatest dispensary known to man. Their website is iResonate.com. Check out their menu. Okay, Ben? Will do. You won't. You already have. I'm looking at it right now. You See that? that Affy Taffy's looking pretty good. See how advertising works? People, and, and I'll tell you what. They Honestly, you're not going to be uh, disappointed when you go there. And guess what it's time now for, Bill Smith? Let me guess. Go ahead. 
The news. The news. By the way, this newscast is a little informal. Feel free to jump in anytime, guys. It's not like you're walking on the set when Walter Cronkite's doing the news here. It's a it's a podcast. Is there a sponsor for this newscast? Is there a sponsor? Yeah. Yeah. Which one? N- Neil's Hardware Store. Oh, Neil. Yeah. Okay. What? Mm-hmm. It's in one socket. I believe it. I don't know. Hi, Neil. Uh, the news. We share with you some odd stories this evening on the newscast. Stories you may not have heard in the regular mainstream media. Architect Nick Drummond loves to renovate old houses, and he was told that the century-old home that he purchased last year in Ames, New York, had been built by a German baron who turned to bootlegging in the 20s. He thought, oh, that's interesting. But he was still surprised to find evidence in the walls on October 9th. Dozens of bottles labeled Old Smuggler Gaelic Whiskey. False walls, secret compartments up on the floor under the mudroom, he told the radio station in that little town of Ames, New York. The foundation walls and floors were lined with intact cases of 1920s whiskey. Wow. He said, wow. That's what you said. (laughs) Drummond said auction houses and collectors have contacted him, speculating the value on some of the bottles might range between $500 and $1,200 each bottle. Oh, man. Good for him. (laughs) It wasn't you, Mikey. Sorry, man. As many as 9 million pigs, or wild pigs rather, are roaming the United States, expanding from 17 states to at least 39 states over the last 30 years and causing $2.5 billion worth of damage each year to crops. Pigs? And domestic livestock. They say if a domesticated pig leaves its pen and goes back into the wild, it completely morphs into this beast. Which is cool. some, something in nature will turn it into gross tusks and all that stuff. That's what happened to me when I left uh, WEI. Oh, <laughs> Many of the feral swine are hybrids, a mixture of domestic breeds. See, you you got some kind of thing going with this. That's right. They're a mixture of domestic breeds and wild boars called super pigs. Mm-hmm. They multiply so fast. I've heard it ref- referred to as a feral swine bomb, said Dale Nolte manager of the National Feral Swine Damage Management Program. I've got to be, mom's got to be proud of him. That's at the U.S. Department of Agriculture. And what state were the pigs in? Well, they're all over. 30, 39 states. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's... Uh, I think in Texas, what they, the, uh, the State Department used to try and get a hold of all the pigs, round them up, and get, keep control of them. Right. But it became very expensive. Right. So what they did was they, they told these guys, hey, I tell you what, you own a helicopter. These guys want to come hunting. And so now yeah, they're making a lucrative business, sure. You know, if uh, they have a hotline and everything for people, if they see these super pigs that are really, honestly, they're untamed, and Hog- they'll, they'll eat you. Hogzillas. And they're not even native to this region. No. If that story was a bore to you, then let me tell you something. The hotline, more importantly, I'll give you some advice. What is it? Something will always work for me. When I see a wild pig, I buy her a drink. Oh, man. Postal carrier Fernando Garcia in Norwalk, California, heard someone calling for help as he walked his route and soon found a man lying on the ground covered in blood. The unnamed victim had cut his arm with a chainsaw. So Garcia leaped into action using his belt as a tourniquet until the paramedics arrived. L.A. County Sheriff Lieutenant Pauline Penis. Oh, it's Panis. (laughs) P-A-N-I-S. If I were her, I would change my name. Why not? She's just one Vanna White vowel away from being a joke. Be popular. 
Anyway, she told CBS Los Angeles, I think we should let everybody know that anyone can make a difference, and it's a heartwarming story. The victim's family says he's recovering, although they did have to uh, take his arm. Uh, he calls his story Farewell to Arms. Names in the news. <laughs> I see this is like such... As a fun way to get customers involved with the new IKEA store in Valladolid, Spain, the Swedish retailer, IKEA, asked the public to name the street that it's on. That's kind of a nice participatory situation. The Independent reported that anyone who's been frustrated trying to assemble items brought from the, bought from the store will appreciate the winning entry of the name of the street. Calle mi falta un tornillo, which means I'm missing a screw. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's now the Ikea store and I'm missing a screw street. Oh, oh, uh, Ikea's okay with that. He said, they said, you know, they said, because they have a good sense of humor, they said, we wanted to make sure that our arrival here was special. <laughs> Always with a touch of humor, <laughs> which defines our style. <laughs> That piece of shit story. You got to walk around for like two days to find what you know what's what's what. They they direct you like they do at the grocery store now. Well, I guess that gets rid of IKEA as a possible sponsor. Ah, for the I don't show. give a shit. Ah, fuck them. Those, those Swedish bastards. Oh man. Oh. No, I really like the Swedes. Actually, I got to tell you, just not IKEA. Not, not IKEA. No. I mean, I don't, first of all, I don't like to assemble my own anything. You know what I mean? Are you with me on that? kind of a man are you? Is anybody... <laughs> Certainly not a manly man. The New, <laughs> the New York Post reported October 14th that Amethyst Realm of Bristol, England, announced on British Morning TV that her planned wedding to Ray, a ghost she met in Australia oh. two years ago, the wedding is off because... COVID. He keeps disappearing. And he started hanging around with a sketchy spirit group while they were on vacation in Thailand. He was hanging around with a bad crowd of ghosts. You know, he would disappear for long periods of time, and when he did come back... Hold on, he... hold on. Isn't she British? She moved there from New York. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> and when he did come back, he'd bring other spirits to the house, and they'd stay around for days, she said. He's just completely changed. <laughs> Fucking ghost. She's complaining, and it's a ghost. Alicia Beverly of Detroit was sleeping on the back seat of a red-eye flight from Vegas on October 12th when she felt something warm on her side. <laughs> she woke up to realize a man standing in the aisle was urinating on oh, her. I it was <laughs> Jeffrey Tubin or something. Fox 2. I screamed and that woke everybody up, she said. I looked and there was a puddle of pee in the seats. An off-duty police officer on the flight restrained the unidentified man, described as a well-known pastor from North Carolina. <laughs> Let me guess. He blamed it on God. sleeping pills. He was taken into custody upon landing, but he has not been charged. How can you not charge someone for peeing on another human being? Isn't that... Anyway, Beverly had to sit in her wet clothes for the duration of the trip and is suffering anxiety following the incident. Wouldn't you? Well, I would. first thing I would do is I would wash my clothes and well, take a shower yeah. instead of sitting around. She says, since that happened, I've only gotten four hours sleep. That was on October 2nd. <laughs> she must be tired now. <laughs> Sounds very similar to the ghost woman. Yeah, very similar. It must be sisters. Yeah. Singing the same thing. And finally, on uh, tonight's newscast, it's, this is called the kicker story. 
Okay. And the anchors are on the kickers. When you're doing news on television, they always have this that little laugh in your voice that you put in there. It's fake. Yeah. When they return to the newscast, yeah. it looks like they're talking to each and other. And finally tonight, this story from the Netherlands. <laughs> they, you know, they've got that little chuckle going on. Oh, yeah. I also like I hate people who start a uh, sports broadcast with the word well. They don't say live from Sunday. No, they go, well, good evening, everybody. You know, well, good evening, everyone. And, you know, it's like this well. What's the well doing, doing there for? What's well what? Is it a- Drinking water. Stupid. Here's the final story. You ready? Okay, yeah, great. <laughs> the Netherlands is home to a new trend in wellness therapy that promises serenity to those who try it. Co-canufalin. Co-canufalin is the term in the Netherlands for cow hugging. The BBC reported that a cow's warmer body temperature and slower heartbeat mm. are thought to increase oxytocin levels in humans, reducing stress and promoting positivity. The practice began more than a decade ago, and now farms in Switzerland and the United States, along with the Netherlands, offer cow cuddling sessions, co-canufalin, <laughs> which typically begin with a tour of the farm, so you can get to know them a little bit, yep. before participants are invited to rest against a cow for up to three hours. No utter squeezing. <laughs> There'll be none of that. I'm going to milk these cow jokes. You know I am. Yeah, someone gave me a bum steer on this story, and I gotta tell you, oh God, no. Uh, no, as a horny, uh, as a horny Just guy let him go, Bill. Let likes him go. to th- toss the bull, I'm gonna come at this story with everything I can and see what it is. A little bit cheesy, you know, but uh, cow curdling, uh, cuddling. <laughs> That's the news. I'm Mike Adams reporting. Can I get an outro? Oh yeah, hold on. That's the news. This is Mike Adams reporting. Live from the news desk. Now back to you, Ben. Hey, the wait for football's over, except <laughs> if you're a Patriots fan because you didn't see any last week. You're going to have to wait at least another week. But for the other teams, by the way, I, I, I couldn't believe it that uh, Tom Brady totally disassembled the Green Bay Packers. There you go. And he didn't, you know, they had a couple turnovers early, so the, the Tampa Bay looked like they were dominant right, right away. But a lot of people had the pack. I mean, they're a very popular team. They were favored in the game. And they lost, what was it, 38 to 10? Aaron Rodgers, by the way, he's a, he's a farce. He's a fraud. He's a, he's a put-on. He's a come-on. He's a, he's a put-off. Seems like a dick in real life, too. That's what I was oh. getting at, kind of the roundabout way. Anyway, back to the story of football here. You might not be at the game, but you can be in the game with your money on the table at betonline.ag. Now, I didn't have a particularly great weekend, and part of that was due to the Patriots. I really overestimated that they would be, would be better. Yeah. I was so disappointed in that game. I mean, we had three field goals. Come on. Anyway, but I'm going to climb back in because I still have money left from my prior weeks when I did very, very well. BetOnline.ag going the extra mile for you so you can get on everything imaginable from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more <laughs> options to wager than any place online. That's why, because they're cool, you know. <laughs> they know what's up. <laughs> they know what's happening. Now, you can get in on their season opening bonuses even now today and start off wagering on win. And wins and division and championship futures. BetOnline.ag is cool. Your online sports book experts. <laughs> BetOnline.ag. Void where prohibited. Member FDIC. Not available in stores. Your results may vary. This Battery's cool. not included. Offer void where prohibited. 
So what do you guys want to talk about? Because I'm, I'm totally like, I got poison ivy. I saw. I got poison ivy first time since I was 10. I think that is contagious. Yeah, I was, I was cow hugging, and, and all of a sudden the cow went into the woods, and look at this. Can you see that blistering? Uh, that yeah, I can cow. see it. It's gross. Put your sleeve back down. Oh, man. <sighs> you know what I don't like? Oh, my God, it spread down there. Put your pants back on. <laughs> People say. Oh, that happened right. to my friend Donald. Ooh. He got poison ivy on his He had poison ivy. He's out moving a tree for me one time. And he, it was a hot summer day, so he's sweaty, sweaty, sweaty. And he went back and moved the tree, which was surrounded by, and he didn't realize this, was surrounded by poison ivy. I didn't see him for a couple of days, but when I did, he looked like the elephant man. His, oh. his face, his hands were all blistered and blown up. And I said, Jesus Christ, Donald. He said, that's not the worst of it, man. I had to take a leak. And he's got it all over his oh. jaw. He didn't pull out his balls and show you his well, scrotum. Oh, yeah. He did, though. But it was did on he? Zoom call, right? It was a Zoom call. <laughs> okay, it. speaking of that, let's talk Tubin here for a second. Tubin. Please segue. Jeffrey Tubin. <coughs> what a nice man. All these people that have done perverted things. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman did this. This is in the 90s or 80s or something. And, 90s. And it, and it was kind of like held up to this. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman in a movie theater, in a foreign movie theater. O.J. tweets last night. O.J. Simpson, of all people, yeah. says, Jeffrey Tubin, man. He goes, at least Pee Wee Herman was in a porn theater. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Tubin, for those of you that don't know, and everybody knows now, was caught on a Zoom a meeting with his, I guess, the, the staff of the New Yorker magazine, mm -hmm. is it? They, yeah. worked at? they were going over to election plans. Yeah, they were going over uh, election uh, election simulation. Yeah. Not erection stimulation. That's good. That's a Japanese oh. holiday. Uh -huh. He got confused, huh? <laughs> so, he, so he gets caught doing this thing. Now, this is the same guy who, I guess, impregnated... The girlfriend of one of his, co or the daughter of one of his co-workers at one point. Yep. He's yep. married with kids, but he does all this weird stuff, and he's supposedly CNN's top uh, legal analyst. Analyst. Yep. That's him. And, you know, well, what the hell is he thinking? I mean, what the, what, what, how on earth do you not, do you do that? I heard someone explain today that he was on with the, um, the folks from The Atlantic, but simultaneously on another Zoom call with somebody else. And, well, and I guess he was naked for that one. When he got the, confused. Yeah. But how, uh, again, if you're a smart guy, no one is really c accustomed to doing these Zoom things. There have been incidents where uh, the schools are doing the Zooming with the kids and the mother ends up in the picture topless as she's walking across the room or she forgets. Really? That it's happened. Send me some and, links. And these are some. <laughs> these are just some of the things that can happen to you when Zoom becomes part of your life. But uh, we're fortunate tonight to have uh, actually they volunteered to come on the show. Really? Yeah. We have guests? Yeah. Well, yeah, they well it's our usual musical guests. They they wait in the other room and I then it's when it's time to sing they come in. I didn't know they were scheduled for tonight. Yeah, yeah. Well, they want cuz there's a timeliness factor. I see. And uh I guess Joe and Jerry have come up with a musical rendition of a song that they would like to dedicate to um to the CNN the top legal analyst, Jeffrey Tubin. Jeffrey Tubin. Tubin! <laughs> On a Zoom with all my staff. I was Lubin. And I made a stupid gaffe. I couldn't be much more humiliated 
The Zoomers saw me when I masturbated. I'll probably lose my gig at CNN for tubing. That's a good one, Joe. Crowded Avenue. A crowded conference screen. He was tubing, Joe. Yeah, he was bopping on his bean. The Zoom was there for everyone to see. He should have told them that he had to take a pee. Instead, he had some fun with his wee-wee, Joe, just tubing. On that stupid thing called Zoom, Jerry. Yeah, he was lubing. His career has met its doom. I beat the bishop, yeah, I pulled the pope. Now everyone knows that I'm a horny dope. I gotta get myself a big long rope. Do some tubing. That would be ecstasy. Checking my potency, Joe. That's a good one, Jerry. Tubing. Let's have a contest. How many terms can you come up with for yanking the crank? Well, cuff the carrot, pull the pork, pound the ground round. That's a good one. How about yank? How about uh, jerking the gherkin? That's a good one, too. Tickle the pickle, Joe, for that matter.